When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Minky Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Minky Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. And welcome to episode 33 of the podcast, just cruising along. Uh, this one is going to feature myself in a little magic lightning, a back-to-back games in Florida. Uh, we had an awesome episode, episode 32 of the NBA draft. So now we're going to take my talents, not down to South Beach, but to Orlando. And Tampa. <laughs> Rob, Rob, Florida's a great state. Uh, I'm learning firsthand all about it. And uh, back in 2017, you went down there for a couple days. You got a chance to go to a Tampa Bay Lightning game. You got a chance to go to an Orlando Magic basketball game. So between hockey and NHL, you really maximized your trip. Uh, I think for our listeners out there, that's a, a something that maybe you should really consider the next time you're taking a business trip or going to see relatives is check out the sports schedule, see what's available, see what's going on. It doesn't have to be a pro team. Maybe it's a minor league team, but checking out sports live in a new place you haven't been before can be a lot of fun. And I'm excited, Rob, to hear about your journeys down in Florida. I know our listeners are. So let's get into it. Let's hop right into it, Ricky. Let's hop right in. Let's do it. So you're down there on work doing a little business trip. And how did you acquire tickets to a random Orlando Magic weeknight basketball game? Yeah, so I was, uh, I did it like it was a Tuesday, Wednesday, I feel like down in Tuesday in Orlando. And I, I land there, you know, I get to my hotel. And I don't have many friends in Orlando in 2017. I think I just have one. And his name's Aaron Luden. And uh, I, randomly, I didn't even know he was a season ticket holder, uh, but he just randomly posted on his Facebook, is anyone interested in Orlando Magic tickets for tonight's game? I can't go. And 
I've only been to Orlando like three times in my life. And that happened to be the day. And I was just trolling Facebook and uh, found it. And I said, right here. So messaged him and he said, sold. And we met up at, uh, at the, uh, I think it was like the Orange Club or something like that in Orlando. It was a cool place, but met up with, uh, with Aaron and he gave me some tickets to the uh, Magic game that night. Phenomenal, phenomenal. So that's you taking the initiative out there, scrolling, seeing what's available and reconnecting with a buddy. So I love it. That's good stuff, man. And then let's talk about, um, you know, the game and the stadium and getting there. Orlando's a great place, and I know you had a great time at the Magic scheme, so talk to that. Yeah, you know, Orlando has so much to offer. Uh, first of all, you have Disney World, um, which everybody from all around the world flies into Orlando. Orlando Airport's one of the craziest airports ever with how big the capacity is and the trams and all that. So it's an experience all in itself. Uh, but Orlando, the city is pretty neat. They have like a pretty cool downtown area. I don't know much about Orlando, but it was a cool downtown area. Uh, you got University of Central Florida right there, like in the city or just outside the city. And uh, UCF, uh, it's made a name for himself football-wise over the past couple of years and uh, basketball-wise with Taco Fall coming from there uh, last year. Uh, the seven foot eight dude on the Celtics. Um, but uh, there's a lot that Orlando has to offer. They got, you got uh, UCF, you got the uh, Orlando soccer team who unfortunately just lost in the playoffs and the finals. And it was an epic run for him. You got the magic, you got Disney, you got a cool downtown. And then, you know, Rick, they host events all the time because it's such a big area and destination to go to. So Rick, I mean, we'll talk about it on another podcast, but you were there uh, this past year for a Miami Hurricanes versus Florida Gators opening kickoff classic football game, right? It's true. And I went there for the Pro Bowl this past year. So uh, Orlando's got a lot going on. I want to hear about this magic game because I know the story and I was so impressed with one of the features one of the aspects that of the brothers brand you were able to incorporate and that's the scouting you get into the stadium you're having a great time and when i say scouting i don't mean necessarily the scouting of the players which you know it's of course you're there to watch the game enjoy it and watch your favorite people play but you did some seat scouting wasn't that correct yeah, I did some seat scouting. So that's one of the unique things. Like sometimes you go to games like you and I, Rick, love to get there as soon as the gates open two hours early and we can go just go wherever we want. Uh, because it was a work event, you know, and I was hosting uh, some people from work and taking them out to the game. I couldn't really do that. They just wanted to hang out and, you know, get there when we got there. So we got there, you know, close to game time. And we went to our normal seats, which were uh, Aaron's seats, and they were kind of upper level. Um, but it was all good. We were in the stadium. And for the whole first quarter, we sat in those seats. But uh, And we were having a great time. But uh, me, just being, you know, one half of the brother's brand, I was like, there's got to be more. There's got to be more to this. we got to get down closer to the court. we got to do it. I know we can do it. And for the whole first quarter, I was just eyeing up, like, the first 10 rows along the baseline because I go, all right, if these people haven't shown up by the first quarter on a Tuesday night in Orlando – at a random game, like they're definitely not coming. And uh, lo and behold, you know, I just was staring at like this whole section on the opposite side of the stadium. 
and it was like the fourth row and I saw two seats that nobody was sitting in the entire first quarter. So after the first quarter passed, uh, I actually, it was a couple of seats, but I go, um, I, I turned to my crew and I go, Hey, do you guys want to get like closer onto the court? And they know my escapades cause I've told them stories about it. And they're like, are we going to get down on a brother's, uh, a half a brother's brand escapade right now? And I'm like, 1000%. So we go to the opposite side of the stadium during like a, uh, a, you know, a TV timeout when people are able to walk down, we just walked down with a lot of confidence past the usher with a couple of beers in our hands. And I just counted up how many rows to go to and where the seats were that were wide open for the whole first quarter. And that's where we went. And we enjoyed the game from like, I would say like four or five rows back for the rest of the game. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. What I, what I like about it, Rob, is you also talked about having accessories in your hands too. When you're, you know, passing by the usher, checking the tickets, and there's a lot of commotion and things going on. If you look the part, if it looks like you've got beer in your hands, maybe nachos, something like, you know, you're heading to your actual seats. Nobody would go to the wrong seats in the wrong section on the wrong level with a tray full of food, would they? Uh, only if they're me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So that was great. And everybody got a kick out of it. But you got to do it with people that are lighthearted. And, you know, I think one of the big lessons, too, is um, when you go and sit in these seats, like people may know each other. So uh, you always want to be honest. I mean, that was us at Michigan, like our first ever episode we aired. We just told people the truth, how our tickets were nosebleeds. And we just saw these and we were like, wanted to come down here. No one was sitting in them. So that was going to be my go-to line, but nobody ever asked me. But um, I was going to be like, and, and people usually get a kick out of that. It's true. You want to be honest always. And uh, it's always interesting too. some of the characters you end up sitting around, but good stuff, man. Good stuff. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the Orlando Magic franchise and, you know, what they've been, what they've meant to the NBA, a little background on it. Tell our listeners what you know about Orlando Magic basketball. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack about the Magic. I mean, when we were thinking about doing this episode, I, I immediately thought, Rick, I was like, oh, the Magic, like, you know, what, what is there about the Magic? And then, you know, diving deep on them. Well, the Magic started in, the franchise started in 1986. So it started in 1986. And it's pretty interesting because uh, the NBA was expanding. Every so often they'll do that. They don't do it anymore. But like back when in the, in the, in the 80s and 90s, they wanted to expand to get more teams, more capital. Uh, and there were already two teams that were expanding that year. You already had the Charlotte Hornets and the Minnesota Timberwolves who were already set to expand that year. And then you throw in the Orlando Magic because they were like, we want to get a team in Orlando. Like, that'll be great. And there was controversy because they were like, Orlando, like, why don't we put it in Miami? Like, you know, what, there should be in Miami, not Orlando. So they then, instead of expanding it to three, they expanded it to four. And you, you ended up in 1986 with the Charlotte Hornets, Minnesota Timberwolves, Miami Heat, and the Orlando Magic. So you got four teams in one year joining the league. I love the aggressive expansion. And I also... <laughs> Love the knowledge that you just dropped on our podcast listeners. And that's what we're all about. Not just good stories, 
but giving you a little trivia, and I like that, Rob. Well done, sir. So, yeah, doing a little, you know, research on them, I was like, I want to learn more. Why are they called the Magic? Well, when they were coming up with their team name, they had 4,296 name entries going into the hat. They narrowed it down to four. They narrowed it down to four, and this was prior to the Heat coming into the picture. So the four names that they had were the Orlando Heat, which obviously became the Miami Heat, uh, the Orlando Magic, but the two other ones are just straight up out of backyard sports, baseball, and basketball. You have the Orlando Tropics, so a little, you know, semi-pro right there with Will Ferrell, and then the other option was the Orlando Juice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I so they, they made I the right choice. They made the right choice, and they made the magic choice because of Disney World miles away. They wanted to name it after Disney World Magic, you know, Magic Kingdom. Makes sense. And then a little history on the team. Can I bother you with a little history, Rick? Never a bother. Always interested in the history of franchises. So I know they've had a lot of great players come through the franchise. Who are some of those names? Yeah, so you got, um, you got a lot of big names that came through the franchise. From 86 to 92, it was wishy-washy. Like, you know, nothing to write home about. But then the 92 draft happens. And who do they draft? None other than Shaquille O'Neal. 1992, a young Shaquille O'Neal comes onto the scene, and he came in hot, like an absolute wrecking ball. There are YouTube videos of Shaquille O'Neal dunking when he was in his rookie year where he literally ripped the rim off or he broke the backboard or he broke the hoop altogether. There's a, there's a YouTube clip where he dunks it so aggressively that it snaps back and shatters the glass. And then there's another one where he dunked it so aggressively that he rattles the whole basket. And then after the ball goes through, the basket just collapses and just kind of like recesses and it got broke and they had to replace it. <laughs> so, so he, you know, that put the magic on the scene on ESPN, on top 10 plays all day. And then you, you skip forward a couple of years, Shaq's in the league for two years. You got Penny Hardaway joining the team. And that's where you got the Penny Hardaway-Shaq combo, where they went on a tear in 94. They beat the Bulls. They beat the Pacers. They beat the Celtics. And they went to the NBA Finals. They were the fastest team in the NBA since the 1971 Bucks to make it to the finals since coming into the league. So, you know, eight years after they're in the league, they make it to the finals, cruising through the East, but then they run into an absolute brick wall with Akeem Olajuwon, and they lose four straight to the Houston Rockets and get swept. Um, so that's your, that's your Hardaway-Shaq combo, and then Shaq ends up going to uh, the Lakers and, you know, going on an absolute tear there. Um, and then, you know, from 94 to 99, kind of whatever, 99 – it's called Hard and Hustle. And I'm only bringing this up. This is the season, Hard and Hustle, because the people to come out of the Orlando Magic, Ben Wallace was on the team in 99. And he was like his first or second year in the league. And that's where he made a name for himself. And they ended up going to the playoffs. They were uh, like 41 and 41 and eighth place in the, in the, in the East. 
but he made, they made the playoffs. Doc Rivers was a rookie coach then. So Doc Rivers, who's coaching for the Clippers now and coach for the Celtics, he was named coach of the year as a rookie. Talk about being put on the map. Um, skip forward a couple of years. You got the Tracy McGrady error. A little bit after that, you got the Dwight Howard error. And a fun fact is in 2006, they picked up J.J. Redick, former Duke All-Star in the first round, and they ended up going to the NBA Finals again in 2009. It's been a rebuilding since, but, you know, there is some history to them. You know, they're not just some random team. Yeah, so it's funny because I'm a big baseball guy, and I see the Tampa Bay Rays, which aren't too far away from Orlando, as kind of like that farm system. They get a lot of talent. Uh, when they're young for a cheap price. And then they end up moving on a lot of the big name players. And it's funny because not too far away is the Orlando Magic. And it seems like they've had similar situations. Exactly. Yeah, they're a farm system for the NBA. <laughs> hate to say it. Yeah. But uh, motoring along to the next – oh, actually, well, let me talk about the game. The game was a thriller. Like, I mean, random Tuesday night. We got the Magic versus the Atlanta Hawks, totally random. It's in December. The game is meaningless. It's not even – it's like, you know, 30, 20 games in the season. But uh, the Magic end up winning 110 to 106 in overtime. Thriller. Can't beat an overtime game, whether it's hockey, basketball, football. You get overtime. It doesn't matter. It's the beginning of the season, the end of the season. That makes for a spectacular evening. Glad you got to see that. And tell me, the next night, you're in Tampa now, right? Yeah. What up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. So the next night, go to Tampa Bay. Um, so that morning, we cruised to Tampa. We had a, we had a meeting in the morning. And then we were taking some clients out to the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning game. You know, I, I feel like this is turning into the Brothers Brandt plus Dave McCarthy show because Dave McCarthy was the one who left the, the tickets at Will Call for me. Man is an absolute legend. We got to get Hockey Dave on the podcast. It's got to happen soon. It's got to happen soon, Rick. I second that. And there's no reason why it hasn't happened already. So. Before we get to episode 50, mark my words, Dave McCarthy will be on the Brothers Brand podcast. He's coming in. He's coming in hot. Coming in hot. Uh, or ice cold if we're going hockey. But, and, uh, and the hockey fans are going to love it, too, because the knowledge that man has, his experience in the NHL, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be outstanding. Uh, so, so, yeah, I'm at, I'm, at the, I'm at the Lightning game. Where do you want to start, Rick? Ask me a question. Let's go. Rip it up. All right. So, Lightning. This is interesting because in hockey, you think cold weather, you think cold cities, you think the North, Canada, that's where hockey is successful and that's where it takes place. So to have a hockey team in Florida where it's extremely warm, 
is kind of uh, counterintuitive, you would think. But believe it or not, from what I know, and I know you're going to share a little knowledge here, the Tampa Bay Lightning have found lightning in a bottle, shall I say? Ooh, I like that. So they've done well. They've won Stanley Cups. And their city, Tampa Bay itself, has embraced the team. And I'm not so quick to say become a hockey town, but for a city in Florida, they sure do enjoy their ice hockey. Yeah. Uh, You know, Rick, I'm going to say it. Uh, They're a hockey town. Tampa Bay is a hockey town. The Rays are what we just said, a farm system for the major league. Like, yes, they had Joe Madden. Yes, they had Price. Yes, they had all these people, uh, Longoria. But, you know, they're going to get traded off and all this stuff. Um, you got the Tampa Bay Bucks, who, you know, prior to this year haven't really made any noise, but now they have Tom Brady and Gronk. So that's going to be a little competition. But what's, what's, um, what's true and blue, you like that right there? You like that? Not bad, not there. bad. Um, is the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's, it is a hockey town, and I loved it. It was so cool. I didn't know what to expect. So here we go. We're, we're going to the stadium. You know, again, they're a little bit earlier this time because I was like, guys, we got to get there early. We got to get there early so we can check it out. And we ended up going to some bars nearby. If you're ever in Tampa, I mean, I, if you were in Tampa this year, I would say, you know, next year I would say go to a Lightning game go to a box game. Uh, you know, the Rays aren't going to be playing that long into the postseason, but I would go to a Bucks lightning game for sure in Tampa. Uh, but it was so cool because everyone's wearing these jerseys, which you now are like long sleeve, heavy long sleeve jerseys. Uh, and then they have uh, shorts on or board shorts on some people and flip flops. You know, it's, it's 90 degrees there. And then they got hockey, but everybody's loving it. Outside of the stadium is like a really cool restaurant bar scene. They have this one bar that's kind of like a pop-up bar with a massive jumbotron. So for anyone that's like not watching the game, not at the game, they can watch the game from this like bar pop-up area, which is so cool. Like it's just so inviting. Uh, Super, super cool area. Really cool. And yeah, you mix in some palm trees and you almost don't even feel like you're at a hockey event. But nonetheless, Tampa Bay has created a great environment, their front office, their um, entertainment folks, because when you're at the game, it's one of the best in-game experiences you can you can find across the NHL and in sports. Talk to me a little bit about that. Tell me about the game against the Avalanche. And, and let's put a bow on it here. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk some puck drop. What the fuck that was? <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> yeah, um, our, I mean, my experience was fantastic. Just to, uh, you know, they, they played the Avalanche. So the game was 5-2. Uh, to two. The Lightning beat the Avalanche. And, you know, it's, it's always a little annoying. Like, I played soccer my whole life, so it's a little annoying when you go to a soccer game and it's one nothing or 0-0 and there's no scoring. And that can be the case in hockey, like a one nothing 2-1 game. Um, but it was so much fun when they were lighting the lamp. And something that was so cool about it was, well, the seats weren't fantastic. Dave got us, like, 25 rows up, so no need to move down. You know, you're in, like, a 15,000-person arena, so not really anywhere to go. 
because um, a lot of people are at the games because of how good the team was. The team was really good. Like they just went to the uh, NHL fi- Stanley Cup the year before, and they were just cruising along this year as well. So sold out stadiums, everyone's decked out in blue and white in the Bolts gear. Um, but what's so cool is when they score a uh, goal, they have these, I don't think they're lights. I think they're just like orbs, orbs, like, you know, like dropping down from the ceiling. So when they score a goal, like the lights kind of shut off and they have like a little uh, light show, but then these orbs bust out like electric bolts. Like it looks like that, um, that thing when you were a kid that you would put your hand on and like you're, you, you would have all those rays and like it would run through your hand. You know what I'm talking about? The science exhibits. Those were the best. Those um, yeah. The best. And like, so this orb just like shoots off like what looked like lightning bolts. And it was so cool. I was like, what is awesome. So I saw it five times because they scored five times um, to begin the game. Like where we were sitting, uh, they had the, they had the American flag come up over our head, which was cool. So we were holding that up. Uh, it was just a blast. We had such a great time. Uh, such a hockey town for sure. The history with them's interesting as well. Uh, expansion franchise came in 92 and then within 10 years like they won the Stanley Cup in 2003-2004 they won the Stanley Cup with Vincent LeCavier and Martin San Louis uh, and then uh, went through a little bit of a rebuilding uh, but then they went back to the Stanley Cup in 2014 and uh, and since since like 2014 for the past six years they've been uh, you know an absolute team team to beat in the east they've just been crushing it they have been they've been a staple in the playoffs for the last close to decade now and good for them good for tampa bay embracing their hockey team and i'm so stoked that you got a chance to go to tampa see a hockey game the night before in orlando see a magic basketball game that's what it's all about going to live sporting events with people friends family and enjoying something that most people probably would throw on the TV and watch, but good on you for getting out of the house, getting out of the hotel and, and being present. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to take advantage of it. Wasn't going to sit in the hotel the whole time. Um, a fun fact too, about the bolts. I was like, how'd they get the name the Tampa Bay lightning? Well, apparently Tampa Bay is the lightning capital of North America. So that's why they're called the lightning bolts. That's why they're called the bolts now. Well, I know they get a lot of hurricanes in Florida, so I figure, you know, that had something to probably do with the lightning strikes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that about wraps it up. I mean, the only thing I wanted to mention was uh, the first night of the bubble playoffs was the the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. And if you guys haven't seen that, uh, don't watch it because you'll be watching it for eight hours. Just watch the highlights but it was a five overtime game and the blue jackets ended up losing the, the, the bolts won three to two. And, but the, the crazy thing is the Columbus blue jackets goalie had 84 saves. That's an NHL record. He had 84 saves in a game. (laughs) Yeah, that's nuts, Rob. I love playoff hockey and probably one of the biggest factors for why it's so great in my opinion is because of the endless overtimes. And trust me, I was not glued to the TV watching five overtimes after three earlier regular periods. 
but the highlights were spectacular. And yeah, being on the edge of your seat, knowing one break and one goal was going to end it. Man, oh man, imagine to have been a fan at the game, which there aren't this year, but wow, just really cool stuff. Uh, Those guys are probably exhausted two or three days later, but uh, good stuff. Hopefully the lightning bolts keep it going and maybe they uh, end up being Stanley Cup champions this year. We'll see. We'll see, Ricky. But that about wraps it up here on episode 33 of the Brothers Brant. I'm Rob Brant. And I'm Rick Brant, and we are the Brothers Brant. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Stay safe. We'll see you guys soon for episode 34 coming up soon. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.